Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. All right, guys, we are back with another great episode of BassCast Radio. I am Brian, your host. And above us, above me, if you're watching the video... Is Hank the Bass Geek? What's happening, brother? What's up, man? You know, like I always say, just uh, living the grind, man, getting out there, doing some uh, winter school fishing. You yes. know, we've, we've been uh, dropping the Mickeys and tight lines and, you know, just dropped a video today uh, talking about jigging spoons and, uh, you know, keeping, keeping the jigging spoon thing simple in the wintertime, you know, not overthinking it. Um. But other than that, you know, got some uh, new apparel coming out. Oh, got, yes. Got a new hat and a beanie with a kind of redesigned logo. That's uh, not, not, they're not out yet, but I think I'm going to, I like them so much. I think we're going to go ahead and go live probably sometime this week. So they're looking good, people. They are looking good. I can't wait. I need to order you a hat. We're going to exchange hats. That's what we need to do. Yeah, yeah, when I, I, when I see you at the classic, we're going to exchange hats. So, all right, right, guys. Well, you know, I had a surprise trip over the weekend. Um, First of all, we went up to Journey Outdoors for the open house. That was pretty freaking awesome. There's a lot of people turned out for that. Um, You know, the cool thing about for you guys who have never, first of all, if you went to the first location, it was right at the beginning of Lexington, Virginia, right across some big old sheets. Now they're on the backside of Lexington, Virginia. So you go Hmm. straight through town out of town there they are <clears throat> i hate to do a comparison here but it's almost like um Appomax river company which is in farmville virginia so they're on the back side of farmville virginia you drive straight through town and there's Appomax river company <clears throat> but journey's in a really freaking cool big building now i mean they've got they've like four times tripled their space wow and the coolest thing about it is now 90 you know before brian i don't like blue well, I think I got a green in the warehouse. Well, now the warehouse is right behind them. It's ah. in the same building. So, every, I mean, it might take them a minute to get to everything because it's oh, yeah, yeah. packed in there. But, uh, yeah, everything is in the warehouse now, which is actually the back of an old pawn store. But they bought the store. It looks good inside. Um, for you guys that are heading up there, I've been told, you know, they, they went to the uh, Pittman Outdoor Show over a week ago now, two weeks ago now. Lots of mm-hmm. great product is on its way. So the shelves are full, but they're going to get a whole lot fuller because they got a whole lot more room, pack a whole lot more tackle. They want to be your one-stop shop. And I, I ain't going to say nothing. Oh, I almost bought a rod because I, I really like the, <laughs> this drop shot rod, and I like to have one in my arsenal because I love drop shotting. But, yeah, so check them out. But the trip, uh, my buddy DM me on Friday. And, be, and he was like, do you want to go to Raleigh, North Carolina for the Bass Fishing Saltwater Expo? And I'm like, are you driving? He said, yes. And I said, let's go. Hmm. <clears throat> so the BassCast.com headed on down to Raleigh. Um, we shot a lot of great videos. Yeah, I like that expo, man. It's nice. It's not a huge expo, but it's no. a nice little expo. Uh, there's a lot of people come out to it. I mean, it, it was packed the, the years that I've been down to it. I really miss going be honest with you dude it was they told me friday and saturday it was elbow to elbow in that yeah. place yeah and people were spending money and people were buying and it was great and um you know head on over guys now to the basscast.com 
lots of great videos. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll check out a bunch of new videos that we have uploaded. It's all there for you to take a look at. And um, I actually have three more videos that need to go up on the website. And I plan on getting that done between now and Friday. <clears throat> Before you guys all head off to the Richmond Fishing Expo in Dawesville, Virginia, um, I, I, I'm going to, I've already, I've already committed. I'm not going <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, it was a blessing to go to the Carolina Expo. Got yeah. to see some big old salt water boats. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. Geek, man, I'm talking about the, half the length of the house here. And I ain't got a very big yeah. house. But uh, it was great getting going to that. Great checking that out. And the last time I went to the Raleigh show, it was in the one of their the coliseums or something. It wasn't in their expo land or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Boyd Duckett was pass was selling his rods i mean they had just came out that tells you how long ago it's been wow yeah that, that's been a minute then it's been a minute because i've been going to richmond and i've been coming down there and hanging out with you so i mean guys yeah as you guys all know end of the month is the tennessee valley fishing expo bass geek will be there and it is a heck of a show and guess what we get away <laughs> Yeah, man. The uh, now it's the East Tennessee. East Tennessee. I always say it wrong. Backwards. I don't know why. I always get those it's, two backwards. Tennessee. Well, there is it's, a Tennessee Valley, but it's out in Nashville. It's Tennessee. I mean, it's, but it's yeah, Tennessee yeah. show. <laughs> East Tennessee show. They, they're gonna be like, but, but yeah, man, it's it's packed. Uh, you know, I both love it and hate. I love to go, but I am on my feet all day. I'm talking so much, which I love to talk to to all the geeks out there, you know, that, uh, that come to see me and hang out. And then, you know, I'm a fat boy, man, standing on concrete for 12 hours a day. You know, I just don't do that a lot. It, it starts to hurt. So, you know, dude, I ain't going to say nothing. We got dinner about 12 left about three. Just those three hours, my sketchers were worn out. So I'm telling you, you know, yeah. and I do it four days. It's like four days. All four days, I think, are eight to twelve hours, except for Sunday. And yeah. Sunday, I think, ends at five. So, but it's still like eight or nine to five. Yeah. So, I think. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because I think the ten to five is what it was in the, at the rich at the uh, Raleigh show. So yeah, I mean, it, like you said, yeah, it's, it's like it's a, nine to eight Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I think. So it's a long couple of days. And like I said, we enjoy the expos. We enjoy getting down. We enjoy seeing you guys. And it was great getting to see everyone at the uh, expo. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. Get you back in the spirit. You're ready to get fishing again. The weather still kind of sucks, even though, you know, you get this, you get this uh, bass fishing high. And then yeah. we get the damn snow. <laughs> and then we go fishing in March. Yeah. Or we go to the Bassmaster Classic. Or we go yeah. to the Red Crest. So, I'll tell you what, man. And, you know the the expos for me they just remind me of work because that's so I'm I was you know March like you said I got the Red Crest I got the Classic I've got my first tournament so February is all prep work it's all prep work to get there trying to get rods and reels that I need in or baits that I need in for the upcoming tournament season Whew, it's exhausting man it's exhausting. All right, before we talk about our guest for tonight, have you found a partner yet? I did. I found Oop. a guy who's Boom. actually local. Uh, we've done linked and paid for the first two tournaments. We're going to pay for the second two a little bit later. But, you know, uh, it, you know, so he's he's committed. Uh, he's real excited. He, You know, he's uh, he's a tournament angler. And cool. He's, he's never fished the – BFLs as a co-angler, so his excitement won't last long, I'm sure. But uh... <laughs> come on, come on, Keith, don't, don't. Well, no, it's you know, being a co-angler is great, <clears throat> except like here's the great thing about being co-angler. Now, the the boater does nothing. Now, yes, they bring the boat, they bring the truck. They pay for the fuel. They drive around the whole time. Okay, great. Listen, I'd rather do that any day right. than be the co-angler who has to call the boater, figure out where you're going to meet him. Pray to sure. God that he don't want to meet you on the dock because it's going to be dark. There's going to be 30 other co-anglers out there. 
and 30 other boats. By the way, boats you've never seen. And by the way, you're not going to be able to, at least for me in the dark, I can't distinguish if it's red, green, orange, or if it's pink with yellow polka dots. You know, they all got red, green lights, and white lights. That's all That's I can awesome. Feel. So you standing on the dock and you hoping, you know, that this guy's going to get here. Then then you you got to carry all your stuff, your rods, yes. your tackle bag. You got to put it in the boat. And if he's launched himself, which most time he don't, the worst part about it is you got to get up there. You got to meet him. You throw your stuff in the boat. He takes you over there, dumps his butt in the, in the lake, sits yeah. out there and talks fishing to everybody. And now you got to go find somewhere to park in a parking lot in a guy's oh, truck that you ain't goodness. never ain't never been in True. You, you in somebody else's truck and trailer and you you know that that unnerves me like i could drive my truck and trailer all day long i don't care but now you and somebody else then you got to go when you get done now once once you're fishing once you're in the water no big deal right you're fishing but then you got to go and he's gonna bring you to the dock he's he's gonna sit there while he makes you run to the to the weigh-in thing, which they normally put for a fat boy as hell, because it's eight hundred feet away. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta climb the mountain just to get two empty bags. You get them bags. You come down, and then you you gotta carry the fish up there. You know, you do all that crap, and then he gets back in the boat. You gotta walk to his truck, and then you gotta navigate all this traffic and all these guys who's in a hurry. Because they've had a bad tournament and they're pissy. <laughs> and back some dude's trailer down with 30 other co-anglers who you don't know their skill level of backing trailers down. This is the best, so, guys. This this right here is like, um, okay, I don't, I don't think I ever want to fish a tournament. Yeah. I think I'm well, good. Fishing, no, fishing, just the fishing part's fishing, great. And I put that in air quotes. Fishing <laughs> as a co-angler is great. It's everything that happens before and after the fishing, it's kind of like uh, when we. It's kind of like guys when we. You know, I know I, I don't fish as much as I wish and like to. Not when I do fish, I fish out of a kayak, so it's just me and my eighty pound kayak. Yeah. But it's kind of like when we rec- go out and record a bunch of videos, like I did this past weekend. Yeah. The re- recording was great. Seeing everybody yeah. was great. When I got home and got to spend a couple hours in front of the laptop editing. Yes. And- stabilizing and making sure the sound sounded great for you guys, which it yep. actually does with the brand new Yeti, not the Yeti, but the, the brand new microphones that we got from DJI. Mm-hmm. The video sounded great. So, I mean, a lot less editing than the past, <clears throat> but I mean, you know, it's simple than middle. It's the hard yeah. part. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the end, so. All right, guys. Tonight, we got... Bassmaster Elite Angler Bradley Hallman on with us tonight. We're gonna to talk about the journey, you know, from the you know how like the beginning to the end. Talk about ups and downs. You know how we always talk here at the Basscast Radio, yep. and then talk about his thoughts on the 2023 season and welcome him back to the Bassmaster. At least you guys all know, you know, he started his journey fishing uh, the Toyota Series, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys all know. Um, that was major league. No, what was it anymore? I keep saying major. I now say major league fish. MP- right, FLW. FLW. Now it's major league fishing. Yeah. You know, I had to get it correct because you know before I just kept saying the other one. Then I got to go back to the other one. There, it could, it could have another name. Way back then, it was probably the Everstars. That is probably true. Yeah. So you know, and now you know he's worked his way back up by fishing the opens, and uh, here mm-hmm. he is back to the Bassmaster Elites. And guys, we'll be right back with Mr. Bradley Hallman. All right, guys, Bassmaster Elite Angler, Mr. Bradley Hallman. What's going on, brother? Welcome back to Basscast Radio. We had you, you know, I was actually looking back and I, I stopped looking, but it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Thank you for taking some time coming on and talking yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, 
congratulations, first of all, on getting back on the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series for 2023, man. Hopefully you stay on there for the rest of your career is what we hope. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, too. I, I'm not looking for 20 more years of a career, but if, uh, if I can play there for about <laughs> 10 more years, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> and what a career it has been for you, sir. There's been some ups, some downs. There's been some, you know, it's been a, it's been a long road. It has been. That's what I was talking to you about earlier. It's like it's been the dirt road for me. And uh it has, man. There's been some there's been some low bottom of the ghettos and through some dirt roads. And then uh there's been some highs on top of the mountain too. So, you know, it's it's been a little bit of both, which is probably what's kept me going. Um, you know, it's just something that I love, dude. I'm just a fisherman like everybody else when it right. boils down to it. And uh it's just something I've done my whole life and I just can't quit. What's what do you yeah, think? <clears throat> So what do you think has been the key for this long success that you've had so far in the world of bass fishing total, you know, going from, you know, major league fishing and back into, you know, the elites where we are today. Yeah. I, I think that it's, um, you know, a little bit of stubbornness, a little bit of, like I said, just true love for the sport. You know, um, I, I really think that's what's carried me on. I mean, I wouldn't be able to go through all the rough times that I've been through because I've been through some pretty rough ones. Um, I don't know that I could have made it through those if it wasn't just true enjoyment for the sport and, you know, sport of bass fishing and chasing fish and catching fish and looking for the next bite. <clears throat> the, uh, man, just like the last few years in the Bassmaster opens, like that was, that was all yeah. I wanted, you know, that was, that was a lot of guys and, and a lot of, a lot of boats on the water and, uh, you know, traveling a lot of places and the money's not exactly what I've been used to fishing for. Um, you know, you, you finish 45th and you beat a lot of guys, you know, and I'm used right. to like, that's, that should be worth a $10,000 check, you know, but I know that we're not paying $5,000 inch fees and, you know, I'd like to be, but that's not the case. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's had its ups and downs, but I do, I, I think that's it. Just like, how have you been doing this podcast for how long? I mean, I know you're over 200 of them by now. Yes, I am over 200. Yeah, you guys have yeah. been doing it a while and uh you know it's kind of the same answer right yeah very true we never given up man yeah. like oh ike and ellie always says never give up yeah I, I think about that sometimes like if i win the classic and i think of him when he was about 21 and still wet behind the <laughs> yeah. ear screaming never give up and i'm thinking of me at 55 <laughs> and i'm thinking bubba you didn't even know what the hell you were screaming at the time <laughs> you know didn't really understand it you know yeah right, yeah right. yeah because you know because like i said you know and we've had a lot of anglers come in over the last couple of years that had that big high. We've interviewed, you know, talked to them, you know, they've had that big high. And then after that, I ain't going to say it was a low, but it was kind of like a level off. Right. And it wasn't like, I I don't know, it was kind of look back at part of my career being a part of Bass and watching different anglers come in and different people come in and seeing just that progression. Mm -hmm. Not that. And, you know, we talk about technology. And we talk about a lot of different things like that that have helped these young anglers come in and just shoot to the top real quick. Yeah, I mean, the sport's definitely changing. I know, I know that we've had a lot of conversations this offseason among some of the other anglers. Um, the uh, Toyota Championship was really an eye-opener to me. Um, a good friend of mine, Todd Castledine, led it the first day, and and he made the top ten. And when he got home, he, he or when he was driving home, he called me. He's like, dude – that was the weirdest top 10 I've ever been in. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, man, he said, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, you'll get this. He goes, you know, when we're fishing, you know, like these Toyotas and stuff are open right. or whatever around the house in the region, in our region, Oklahoma, Texas stuff. He's like, you know, you, you struggle along for two days and, and you make the top 10 and you're all happy and you feel like, you know, you're doing well. And he said, you go to the meeting of the 10 guys, you know, and he said, you start looking around the room and it's like the usual suspects, you know right. what I mean? And he's yeah. like, you know, eight, of the 10 guys, you know, he was like, dude, I didn't know one person <laughs> and wow, not one. And wow. he said, he said, I was the oldest one there. And we got doing the math, dude. He was the oldest one there by 10 years, by a decade. Holy cow. So I called Jody White and got talking to him about it. And I was like, dude, go back. And he, he pulled up all the MLS stats from like the last 20 years from like basically 2000 and, and pulled up all those Toyota championships and did the average age of the top 10 dude it's scary to look at those numbers i mean it's i mean it's old 20 years ago so like 20 years ago you show up at were they at gunnersville 
that's going to be like 20 years ago. That's going to be nothing but the locals, the old men. Yeah. The old place yeah. Right, right, right. They're fixing to whip everybody's ass that showed up. That's not the case anymore. And so it's not just, it's not just forward facing sonar. It's all the mm. technology combined. Yeah. It's GPS. It's the mapping amongst the GPS where it shows all the yeah. short structure. It's, it's, uh, it's all that stuff, side imaging. It's all that stuff combined. Yeah. And it allows them to jump on a body of water that they've never seen before in their entire mm. life and feel right at home. But now, I, I think, too, it's a lot of, you know, we've got feeder systems in place, too, now for those younger guys, yeah. you know, that are, that are you know, you've got the high school. I, I think I've seen it, and I think oh, yeah. it's still the fact that by high school and college, it's it's the fastest growing sport in high school and college sports in, in the U.S. Yeah. Is, is bass fishing. A hundred percent. And we see it at all the high school levels here in, here in Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, Sam Rayburn has 3000 guys show up at a high school tournament at Rayburn. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. How many boats yeah. it. But you're, you're correct with the college fishing. It's really allowed those guys to travel too. So they start yep. seeing things, you know, inside the region, some of them just right outside of the region. Yeah. And here's another big kicker. Um, when I started fishing nationally and regionally, the guys with the most information, meaning connections, people that they can yes. talk to. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you think of guys like Scott Martin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like that. They had they had a lot of contacts with a lot of people, you know. His dad knew a lot of people. Yep. Um, Kevin Van Dam. I mean, he had to go work at Bass Pro Shops for Johnny for, you know, 15 years up before that. So he's standing yep. in a show in Springfield, and some guy's one of the best hammers there, wherever, on Table Rock, and he shakes his hand, you know. Um they they got those conversations and they got a little bit of that information. They got it legally. Yep. I'm not saying they yep. were cheating. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's that was their network. So what I'm getting at, their network was bigger than somebody like myself coming out of Oklahoma that didn't know anybody when I had to go fish tournament in North Carolina. Yep. I, I was just you know, um, that game has changed. Um, the networks, actually, the largest networks and the best networks right now belong to the college kids. Because mm. they go and show up in an event at Florida where all these kids come from all over the United States. Yeah. They've all got that phone in their hand. And they all mm-hmm. just – I mean, they're just like, hey, nice to meet you. Where are you from? Oh, you're at St. Clair, yeah. Michigan. I've never even been there. Hey, let's transfer numbers. I live on Kentucky Lake. Yeah. And, and so they yep. just boom. And I say numbers. They're not transferring phone numbers. They're giving each yeah. other their, their social media deals. And, and they're on their way. And so then one of these kids ends up making it to fish the opens or whatever. Hell, he's got – you know, he's got a lot of contacts. And it's not old information either. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to realize these kids that are fishing, like I say, kids, young men, yeah, that are fishing in college that that fish this much. Man, that's the newest, freshest information there is out there. I mean, he's yeah. probably on St. Clair every day, and the other one at Kentucky Lake probably out there all the time. You know. Yep. Yeah, you can say it's the good and the bad of social media, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's just kind of how things have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's no doubt that the prime age of a of a pro angler when i started was really from about 40 to 50 that was really mm-hmm. prime that was they were still young enough to physically compete but enough time to have learned everything mm-hmm. and travel but that age is was way younger now way younger and yeah, the information yeah the information just travels faster there's mm-hmm. more more ways to get it and like you said man these young kids you know they are their information savvy I mean, mm-hmm. they are. They yeah. they know how to share. Mm-hmm. They've already made those contacts that, you know, us older guys. You know, I, I'm I'm forty. You know, I'll be forty nine in April. You know, we we've had to work years and actually meet people. You know, we didn't know we didn't have a friend of a friend and you know, yeah. uh, hollered at him. You know, yeah. so. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, the days, you know, I remember when the uh, elites were here on Smith Mountain Lake and um, there's a lot of anglers that showed up a few extra days and got a little bit of information. I ain't gonna lie. You know, they were watching weigh-ins and talking and shaking hands and trying to network a little bit. But like you said, you know, now it's, it's a total different ball game. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got Bass University. I mean, just starting out, period. You ain't got to mm-hmm. have that person my brother or my dad or my mom or something. I mean, we've had people on, they, they play golf first and then it would start doing bass fishing. Cause they, you know, they like the sports so much. I mean, it's you yeah. know different. There's a lot different. It's a different path. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting yeah. to, to get to where they want to be, whether it's elites or mm-hmm. major league fishing. So, 
Now, Bradley, you talked about earlier, you know, you took a little time off from fishing as a whole. You know, how do you think that, you know, a lot of people, when they take that time off, the mindset changes, reality mm -hmm. sets back in. And then, you you know, you show back out, you know, show back up and here we are today. How do you think, was it a good time off for you mentally or was it, you know? Yeah, it was, it was for me. I mean, it was needed. It was mandatory when right. I took it in 2011. I was, I was ready to quit and sell everything I owned, but it, uh, it was definitely good for me. I, I have learned and it's taken me, it's taken me all this time, dude, to really kind of understand where my strengths are. I'm not, I'm not the angler that can go fish 500 days, you know, right. all the time, yeah. every day. Like, yeah. like I have fished very little since, uh, October, very little. Now, I can go saltwater fish or I can go do other things, but I, I don't care anything about bass fishing. Um, and I used to beat myself up for years and years. I mean, th this just changed in the last few years. Okay. I beat myself up mentally because I knew that I had all these friends that were busting their ass, you know, um, Brian Thrift, some of the best in the game. I know what they do in the off season and they spend all their time tinkering with tackle, ordering, trying new stuff you know, searching the internet, scouring, looking for this or that, listening to everything. So, and fishing every day, right? Mm -hmm. All the time. Like if there's ice on the water, but it's only a half inch thick, they can break <laughs> through it, they're gone. Gone. For me, I just looked at some of my best stuff and it's after I've had long breaks. And mm -hmm. I know that it's because of my attention span to it. I do get tired of it. And then when I'm away from it, it makes me hungry when I come mm -hmm. back and you know, I I think just like in, you know, professional sports, I think all athletes are geared different, you know, and uh, yep. I, for me, it just works different. And for me to be at my best, I need some time away. I mean, I need to push away from YouTube, podcasting, like anything else, anything that has to do with it at all. And then I'll catch myself after a few weeks becoming interested again. Now, I'm not talking about like week to week, but I'm right. talking about right. after a yeah. grueling period that I've been through. Yeah. You know? of a year and uh i just need a little bit of time away and it's good for me so when bradley does get back into the fish mode what does it usually look like for you man sometimes when i'm really hungry like i am right now um it it, it my days consist of you know i'm up at 5 a.m and um i'm not like i said i'm not trying to go fishing right now i'm trying to prepare for the year so there's a mm -hmm. lot of time spent on research um i've really gotten into using a lot dude i listen to a lot of podcasts like i don't care like I just drove to Nashville and back and had my boy with me. We listened to podcasts from one end to that's awesome, state of Tennessee dude. to the other. Um, I turn everything up on one point five. Like yep. I don't listen to anything I do on speed because I want it. I want it and I want to get through it. I have listened to Tony All stuff. I, I just flip through. I mean, there's so much information out there. I want to know the anglers that I'm competing against because there's quite mm -hmm. a few guys in the Elite Series right now that I don't know and that I haven't met. And so I, I want to get to learn their personalities. I want to learn their strengths, um, what to expect from them and where I'm going to see them on the water. And then, you know, I, I really just want to work on my own mental physical fitness too, as far as yeah. I want to stay mentally tough, dude. Like that's been yeah. my biggest weakness throughout my entire career is staying tough me personally, mentally through the whole thing. And, and that, that means a lot of different things, but, I want to stay focused and hooked up, you know, what, it, what, it, I mean, we, here you go. What does that mean for you? I mean, really serious. We love talking about that here at Bass Kiss Radio. And I, I think that's, you know, I've kind of done this twist with the whole entire show yep. is that positive mental attitude. We've gone away with a lot of different guests because people, you know, even, you know, you were talking about being burnt out. You're an angler, you're fishing, you're traveling, you know, geek. And I, I mean, it's the same thing with all of it. You're, yeah geek record 50 videos a year 52 55 i'm on the road for weeks yeah. you guys are on the road for weeks so i mean at the end we're all really kind of burnt out mm -hmm. that's right so how does you know how's it for you i think for me um like i said i just look back at all the years that i fished and where some of my best successes have come and i went into those tournaments with a different mentality um mm. i i really had spent a lot of time preparing Right. Which, and I hear guys say this kind of stuff, but I think that really just goes back basically to confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what I think, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they believe in it. You know, you hear Brian knew I was listening to him talk to Mercer last night driving and, and he was talking about, you know, his confidence is just 
you know, it's, it's running out of the top of his head. He's got so much. And his confidence comes from how hard he works and it, and how hard he works and what he does with his tackle and all that. Well, maybe all that tackle maybe does find a gizmo or two. But truthfully, I'm telling you, it's his confidence, period, that catches yeah. fish. Um, and, and, I, and I believe that. So I think confidence is a lot of it, being able to keep that confidence. So what I see happen to a lot of guys when I was on the Elite Series for six years, Mm-hmm. And I see it on the FLW tour. I saw it everywhere. I've seen it everywhere in fishing. Guys come in that don't realize what they're up against. Polinick was a good example early. Didn't realize. They just don't know. You know, there's power right. in the unknown. They don't realize how good everybody is, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that is an advantage to them. John Sukup, my roommate right now, I kind of feel like he's somewhat the same, you know. I mean, I never tell these guys this. I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. – I don't want to run them, you know. Um, I enjoy watching their courage, right? They're just fearless. But it's because they really don't know how good everybody else is. Right? You know, <laughs> yeah. They don't really understand how good the competition yeah. is. <clears throat> Once you see guys kind of get beaten down, I've got friends like that that are just really good dudes, really, really good fishermen, but they just don't compete at that highest level day in and day out. And it's 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 because it's been taken out of them, you know? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's true. I mean, like you said – the mind gets, you know, I just spent $5,000 on an entry fee and yeah. I got bills paid at home. Right. And there's and, a lot of pressure with that. Yeah. And then I got sponsors on top of that. I mean, I'll be honest here, just coming from what he's saying there, you know, the sponsors want to see you on stage. Mm-hmm. They want to see you finish at least a couple events on day three. Cause every day you're up there. I mean, you know, it helps them, <clears throat> but I'll be honest here at the basketcast.com. I never wanted sponsors. I got to have them. Cause it's just another level. It's something else I got to go do something else. I got to go promote or, you know, or, you know, make them happy. There, there is freedom. I understand what you're saying. There but is. I, yeah. You, know, you, you kind of just want that freedom just to go fish, mm-hmm. but then in the back of your head, you know what you really got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cash checks. Yeah. You got to cash checks. And, uh, and, and that really starts playing in guys' minds. I heard Kevin say that one time while I was on the Elite Series. They were asking him about some of the guys. He's like, how come you think a lot of the guys missed this that you found, you know, because it was so special, you know, and he's just smiling, catching shit. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he's like, they're all, you know, they're they're chasing checks. And they were like, what do you mean? He's like, they're, they're, they're setting their goal at 50th place before the tournament starts. Like, mm-hmm. that's the question. What's it going to take to get a check here? Well, checks 50th place. So they're setting their goal weight, starting the tournament at 50th place. That's their goal. I mean, and I, I listen to all the conversation amongst Elite Series. They do it all the time. I promise you, they're still doing it today. Yeah. Because that's such a large amount of money to all of us. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. he wasn't worried about it. He didn't care. Hagney yeah. doesn't yeah. care. Christy doesn't care. Anyway, my point being is uh, you can sit and say that you're a killer mindset or whatever, but, you know, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it and doing it are two different deals. And, yeah. uh, you know, those guys at the top have been that way for a long time and proven. So you spent a little time in the opens getting mm-hmm. back to the elites where you are now. And like you said, you talked about earlier, the payout. I mean, you know, that whole entire thing. But what was the reason for coming back wanting to say i want to be back on the bassmaster elite series you know what because you did spend quite a time in you know major league fishing and yeah so in in, by 2019 um which was the last year i was there um man i was happy at flw i was having a good career Mm -hmm. like i said i'd won a couple tour events i mean i'd only been there for four years it was going good i enjoyed it um it was different than bass um, I, I just really liked it and I liked where I was. Well, then the big shakeup comes, right? Mm-hmm. And MLF purchases on top of the shakeup, they purchased FLW. And there was man, like I said, I, I, I knew a lot of those guys. I'm friends. I mean, some right. of the owners, MLF are good buddies of mine. Um, I just had to sit down and think about everything there was 
that was going to happen. There's not just one answer, Brian. I don't have one. It wasn't yeah. one thing. It was mm-hmm. it was more like a checklist, you know. And I had seventy things on there. And at the end of the day, when I did MLF or bass to stay put or to leave, you know, it was the bass side had a lot more check marks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with my age. I felt like at 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 FLW before MLF purchased, I had right. one. I had one at every level over there, other yes. than winning a Force Wood Cup. Yep, that's true. And, you know, there was a lot of bass that I hadn't won or done. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to go chase blue trophies. And I know that at my age, like I told you all, I have a problem with staying um, interested and motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, waking up to try to chase a classic trophy every day, I thought would do a pretty damn good job of keeping me motivated. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think so. I yeah. do. Yeah. I like, let's hope you get to the 2024 Bassmaster Classic. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. So now my question is, how bad is John Snore? I mean, you know, I know John's a big guy. You know, he was on my my podcast just oh my uh, Monday. You know, how do you sleep? You have to use earplugs. I'm just, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna tell y'all, you have never, ever, ever heard a man snore like John Snow. <laughs> well, I mean, he's what like six, nine, seven foot. <laughs> that is true. And here's the bad part. The moment he lays his head down, he's out. So, like, there's no – You can't beat him to sleep. You can't beat him to sleep. And then the worst part is, is that the snoring starts the second he's gone and within three minutes of him being out, it is roaring loud. (laughs) I woke woke up one time at, like, three in the morning. It's silent. So, like, once he's been asleep for a long time, he quits. Wow. So, like, I would try to beat him to bed. <laughs> so this is what it did end up happening. I end up getting my yeah. earbuds, you know, for my, yeah. my wireless earbuds. Yeah, yeah. Crank up some tunes, man. That's <laughs> all I can do. And I wake up every morning, you know, and they're in the bed somewhere. You gotta find them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. He uh, uh he, he will tell you up, he'll tell you up front. He really needs his own bedroom. And let me tell you, I if can't, you yeah. If you ever stay with John Suckup, give the man his own bedroom. He ain't <laughs> oh my I god. I can't say that, man. I'm bad too. My wife, she's I think she wants to strangle me most nights. So Brad uh, Bradley, you're what six foot four or five at least. Cause I know you pretty daggone tall, brother. Yeah, I don't think I've met you in person. I th- I don't know how. See, froze. <clears throat> All right, so you qualified for the twenty twenty three season, brother. You know it kicks off February the sixteenth through the nineteenth on Lake Okeechobee. Um, you know, <clears throat> you talked about your age earlier, mm-hmm. and the age of most of the anglers in the field today you got the experience you got some of the knowledge but how's it gonna feel i mean you know you're gonna take soak up with you that's gonna be some baggage we ain't gonna lie some (laughs) good baggage yeah but you know how's it how's it gonna feel you know making that transition and then being like dang you know you're not rick clun yet no no, <laughs> we're not See, that far. We're not that far yet, <laughs> but it is gonna. But it is gonna feel like you were talking about earlier. It's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel a little different. A lot of new anglers, you know. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the mindset earlier. Yeah, how's, you know, how's this thing gonna play out for you, brother? I think the fact that I'm getting older is a motivation to me to get this done mm. quick because yeah, I've yeah. got some goals and I've got some things that I want to. I would really, really like to accomplish in my life. And yeah. I know I know that I'm not going to do this till I'm 70. So right, um, it puts a it puts a it puts a clock on me now that I didn't used to have. So I think that's part of it. Also, you know, like I said, it wasn't but just 15, 20 years ago, dude. And I'm really at the age of a prime of an angler, you know? right? So yep. I, I know that I'm not. I ain't over the hill. So no, heck no. Um, I I, I definitely feel like I've got some punches to throw and. Um, Man, I'm just really excited to be back. Like, I, I, I want it to be, I want to do really, really well. Like, I, like I said, I've had some successes, but man, I, I want to be able to fish. Like, I'm not talking about winning AOIs. I'll probably never do that. Mm. But dang it, I wouldn't mind staying in that top 25 in the points every year. That kind of stuff, just constantly yeah. catching, yeah. making it and all. I, back. And I think I think I'm capable of that, and and it hadn't shown sometimes. So I'd like to be able to carry that out for you know six, seven, eight years. Why do you 
you just said the AOI. Why do you think you couldn't do the AOI? I mean, I really, you know, I really think me personally, I think you can. I mean, I, I just never have been an <clears throat> AOI guy. I mean, even when I fished at home, like I never won AOIs in Oklahoma BFL. Mm -hmm. I let them, I let them sometimes. I get down to the last tournament and lose them. I'm just not an AOI guy. Um, I you know Brandon really talked about it. He never even wanted to see, you know, he is one of the things when Brandon wanted this past year, he's like, I don't want to look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. He said, my goal is just to do X. Right. And if X works out the way it's supposed to work out, we'll get yeah. the results. I will be, I will say this, this is in my mind and I know this is true. So when I did jump off in the opens, right, we, we kind of yep. cut there whenever mm -hmm. I did decide to go. That was a scary thing at the time when I did that because mm. we had a pretty good gig going on over there. And that was a big, at the time, it looked like a giant cliff to jump off of. And we did that. But point being, back to what we're talking about with points, no. it the, th the three years on the opens made me a better points angler. And I truly mm. believe that because, like I said, I can't, I'm not a points winner, but I finished in the top. Eight the points in the overall this year with yes. these guys and and I finished first in the points in the central division. So um you know it's uh I do think that I learned a lot. I was forced to. Right. And what it what it taught me was I don't know if this will make sense, but I'm really good at like things kind of gone south and it's like, you know, from practice to we're in the first two hours of the tournament, it doesn't bother me in the least to start practicing all over again. I don't oh, care. Yeah. I've got mm -hmm. 5000 on the entry. I don't care. Like, that's fine. That's where you can make magic happen. You always need to keep a little bit of practice in your tournament day. And and I and I, I always believe that. But I was putting – I'll put too much. Like, I'll just completely just – and especially, <laughs> you know, after, say, a day two and you make a top 50 cut and say you make it in 38th place mm -hmm. and you're like, man – you know, I've made the cut. So let, let's just go see what we can go find. That may not be the best call. And that's what I used to do all the time. Mm. I think maybe just being like, dude, go catch what you think you can catch. And maybe there's a little bit more and do a little change up in that area and see if you can catch it and climb up to like 21st place instead of falling from 35th to 45th because you didn't find anything. Yeah. And, you know, you went and ran something that you had one big bite seven days ago. And it didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Bradley's like concentrating more on your strengths and just fishing? You know, we had someone on a week ago and he said, you know, sometimes the thing that I end up doing is just screwing and going to do something different. I mean, totally, you know, mm -hmm. if, if I'm a drop shot or I just go do something else, you know, it's like I have to throw a shaky head or something, you know, just throwing that out there. But I mean, is it, it? It's definitely a lot of that, you know, especially when I was younger and traveling, I made those mistakes a lot. And it's, it's amazing how easy it is to get off of that, you know, to go chase something like you, you, what happens is I think is you go spend a day of practice somewhere doing your deal and you don't get bit. You're like, well, you know, everybody says you ought to be doing this here. And so then you, mm -hmm. you go out there and you start doing a little of that and you get a bite or two and then off you go. And then you, you know, good or bad, you know, tournament, but oh, yeah, it, it, then you get what's the, the one that's the knife in the heart is when you go do that and it's bad. And then yeah. you get in your truck and start driving and you turn on live and there's a guy doing exactly what you want to do. And you're like, yeah, take a knife and just, I hate, yeah, I, I hate, I hate hearing people, you know, if I'm practicing for a tournament, two, three days for a tournament, I cannot stand to hear, well, you know, they're catching them doing this. And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me that right now. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I got to go be me. I got to yeah. go do my thing and I'm going to win or lose by it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I've got to, to be in the spots that I feel that I need to be. It, yeah. yeah, it drives me crazy. Can't tell you how many times. But I told – I think me and John talked about it. I was fishing a BFL on Norse Lake one time, and my buddy, he was like, yeah, man, I've been catching them doing this and this and this. And I went out there and spent the first half of the day, man. It never got above freezing until, like, 1 o'clock. And I'm spending the first half of the day doing this stuff, and I'm not, I'm not seeing fish. I'm not seeing life. I'm mm. not seeing anything. And mm. I'm like, okay, there's enough of this garbage. Within five minutes, I, I I get on my graphs, which is where I'm good at. I start looking. I find life. I find grass. I find deep grass. And I throw a five, you know, a shadow-ish. I catch two five-pound smallmouth. And I'm like, yeah, 
okay, I don't suck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, man, you just be, gotta be you. Yeah, you know. Um, before you go, man, I I do have another question. You know, we talked about the mindset thing earlier, Bradley. You know, after a bad tournament for Bradley Hallman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what what is it? What's you know? What's your cycle to get you back in? You know, because some, you know, the elites is a little different, not really a little different, but from your regular n- normal weekend events and mm-hmm. all this other yeah. stuff, it's more of upper level. But it's back to back. I mean, we're talking about you know we're there's an event here and then you drive for four days and we're pre practicing again for another event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does Bradley do to help get over that hump that he has learned over through his career? I, I think all of us um, kind of do one thing for sure, because it's not a weekend deal. It is all publicized. Mm. So the first thing that we do is, is look, all of us, all of us, win or lose or draw, we're looking back at how we could have done better by watching what some of the better, you mm-hmm. know, better finishers are doing. Right. Yeah. That's one thing. If it's a back-to-back, you definitely, definitely have to. So like the drive from Okeechobee to uh, wherever the Seminole, it's yeah. probably about seven or eight hours. Let's say it's eight. <laughs> um, if it's eight hours, you spend the first four hours of that drive looking back, and yeah. then you stop and get diesel, and you better pull every rear view mirror you got <laughs> off and never look in them again because Seminole's yeah. coming. Um, but just generally speaking, when they're over, there's a lot of conversations between us anglers um, while we're driving home about different guys and who's done what and where, what did you miss. And, um, so you reminisce on that a little bit and then you get home and you just start working on, on the next, you know, I mean, I don't ever, I don't ever try to stay in the past too much. Right. I mean, that's even with like great weeks. I try not yeah. to stay there for very long because you know, you've got to move on. True. That's what I always, I always say, doc talk before the tournament, you should never listen to, but after the tournament, that guy's ain't got no reason to lie. You can listen to a little bit of that doc talk yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Learn what you did wrong. You yep. Know. Yep. Bradley, man, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for talking with us again. Thank you for taking a little time out of your schedule. We wish you the best of luck in 2023. Uh, before you go, is there any sponsors you'd like to thank or, you know, give anybody your Instagram or your Facebook or YouTube or anything else where they can follow your journey this 2023 season at Bassmaster Elites? Absolutely, man. Hit me up on Bradley Holman Fishing, and it don't matter if it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Tiki Tac. Wherever you want to find me, I got one. I got one. So uh, come join me. We're uh, we, we drop a lot of YouTube content, do a lot of stuff. So everybody's there, and everybody that I work with and represent are all included on all those platforms. So awesome. We have a good time there. Again, man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a part of the show. And uh, guys, we'll be right back. Guys, really appreciate Mr. Bradley Hallman for coming on and talking with us tonight. I almost forgot, guys. Wild Land. I don't know how I forgot. It's in the cup. You guys seen it? Wild Land Coffee. Wild Land Coffee in a tea bag. Who are we kidding? Coffee is definitely a necessity, everyone. Simply boil eight ounces of water. Drop in the real ground coffee bag in for eight plus minutes and enjoy. For a stronger flavor, leave it soaking in there for a few more minutes, guys. And if you mention... BassCast 10. You get 10% off your first order at wildlandcoffee.co. I appreciate them. Um, I will have an, um, guys, I'm going to let you guys know now we will not have a show next week. I have to have a tooth issue taken care of. All all donations for this are really accepted. It's (laughs) going to hurt. So uh, we're going to be back in two weeks uh, and we have a sponsor. A new sponsor, guys. Oh, all right. So I will. We will be announcing that. I, uh, the check's finalized. The money is in the bank. We're just waiting on a uh, waiting on the paperwork. But uh, yeah, got a great new sponsor. Is going to be a part of us, and we really appreciate that. And if you guys would like to sponsor Bass Cash Radio, just DM us on all our social media, or uh, email me Brian at thebasscast.com. <clears throat> a little bit of note here. We are still looking for a sponsor for our fantasy fishing, a product sponsor that is. And if you'd like to be a part of that, we have an awesome fantasy fishing here. Uh, Bass Geek's going to sign up really, really soon. And we're oh, going to yeah, play. I do need to sign up. And we're going to play against each other again. And then we're going to talk about it on the show, how we're doing. 
So it's just another little piece to the show, and it's pretty cool to play. We usually have about 50 to 100 people. Too. I think yeah. last year it was, it was seven. It was at like 85 freaking people yeah. played. I know how I did last year. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I actually practiced. I mean, no, I didn't practice. I didn't really practice. It, I, I just studied a lot more. Instead of just picking any, mini mini mo, I actually really did some studying. And um, yeah, I actually did pretty good. I think I finished in the top 20 or 25. I might even been higher than that, but it was actually a good nice. year for me. So um, we're going to be talking about it on the show. Um, the, it's up on our Facebook page now, and I'll put it in more places where you guys can join up. And I think we've had two or three people sign up in the last couple of days. So Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing, because the season kicks off, guys. Uh, let me scroll up again. Holy cow. I, was, I went way too far down on this computer here. Uh, February the 16th through the 19th on Lake Okeechobee. So we're, uh, what is this? January, February, we're a month, less than a month away. Yep. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It is pretty freaking crazy. So we're excited about that. Thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you guys head on over to Bass Geeks channel, please. Always hit the bell for notifications. Hit the like button. Uh, Basscast Radio, guys, has its own um, YouTube channel as well for you guys who like watching video. If not, you guys know all the platforms for podcasting. We can be found on all of them. Bass Geek Show can be found there as well. Yep. iTunes, Google, that's a main too. And there's a bunch more. That we're, Alexa, you name it, you can find us. So, yep. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of Basscast Radio radio and guys we will see you all again in two weeks right here and uh, we're gonna be talking hopefully we can get some more anglers on and we're gonna be oh, talking yeah. about the 2023 Bassmaster classic and you know lake okeechobee so yep. stay tuned everyone have a great week be safe and we'll be talking to you later